Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure of V.I. Sing, The Green Hornet Strikes Again! Desmond's social club was in the Tenement District. Joe Desmond was a pal to every man in this ward. Every man, that is, who voted as Joe Desmond ordered. I'm the boss, see? I'm Joe Desmond. Sure you are, Joe, but this is What's something... What's more, you... I'll stay, boss, as long as I can swing the votes. I'm not arguing that, Joe, but... Well, look here, just read this editorial in the Daily Sentinel. Let's see it. Let's see the article that has little boy Nelson all steamed up. Yeah, read it. Demand investigation. Joe Desmond's office was on the second floor of the social club. While the ward boss read the article in the Daily Sentinel, Pete Nelson looked through the dirty windows at the squalid street below. Well, what about this article, Nelson? The Sentinel's got wind of our citizenship racket. Maybe we'd better soft-pedal it for a while. With all the immigrants that are coming here? Not on your life. I'm going to make the most of it while it lasts. Uh, all right, Joe, if you say so. You want to see the guy that's waiting? How much cash has he? A little over a hundred bucks. Name is Tony Russo. Call him in. We'll take his hundred, then get him a job with Melvin. Melvin can use more labor on that road construction, John. I'll get Tony. Hey, Tony. Yeah. 
Come on in, Mr. Desmond. We'll see you now. Oh, sure, sure. Well, so you're Tony Russo, eh? Sure, sure, Mr. Desmond. I'm a Tony. Uh, sit down, Tony. Uh, Tell me, how do you like America? Oh, Tony, he's like it. This country, fine. She's one fine place. Good, good. Glad you like it. Joe, we need good, strong men like Tony. I was talking to him about his citizenship. Yeah, that's so. I told him how you could fix it up for him to be a citizen without waiting a long time. You do that for Tony? You make him a United States American? Well, I don't know, Tony. It costs money. Oh, see, I got it the money. We have to be careful. You know, if other men found that you'd been made a citizen of the United States before them, they'd get sore about it. I explained that to Tony Joe. I told him he'd have to keep mighty quiet or he might go to jail. Oh, I make good American. Look, Mr. Desmond, I carry the flag, the stars and the stripes, see? Tony, he's a know how to be the citizen. I stand straight. I raise the hand and say the word. I pledge allegiance to the flag uh, of the United States. That's all right, Tony. You uh, think Tony's all right, eh, Nelson? Sure. Take my word for it. All right, Tony. Have you got $500? 500 Mamma mia, the price is she's a come high. He's only got 100 bucks, Joe. I told him you could get him a job and he can pay the balance a little at a time. Oh, see, uh, Mr. Nelson, he say, you know where I can get it a job. All right, then. You just write your name on this paper and hand over your money. Uh, Tony, he not going to read the paper. Uh, the paper she make a Tony American. That's right, Tony. You just sign. Oh, sure, sure, I sign. Uh, I want to talk to you for a few minutes. Then, Mr. Nelson, we'll take you to a man that'll put you to work. You'll have to come here every week, make a payment to me. Now, Tony, you wait right here. I'll go get my car and take you to the man who'll give you work. Oh, sure thing, you bet. Don't go away. My country of the Hey, buddy. Did you speak to me? Yeah, you just came out of Desmond Social Club, didn't you? Sure. Well, we want to talk with you. This here is Sergeant Burke of the police. I'm Axford of the Daily Sentinel. Oh, the police? We want you to be taking a ride with us. Oh, I, I must wait to hear. My friend, he, he's a combat. Your friend will have to wait. Now, come along like a good fella. We got a car right over here. Oh, but, Tony, he do nothing wrong. Of course you haven't. And you got nothing to be worried about. All we want is to ask a few questions. We'll take you down, Burke. Come on, Tony. Oh, I, I should wait. No, My friend, no. he's a coming back. Oh, so right. right. Come we'll take care. Don't you worry there. about this. We'll be all right. Go on, go on. Now, where in places is that guy? Hey, Nelson. Gus, sir. Hey, did you see where that guy went? Yeah, you're watching from Joe's office. He was picked up while you were in the parking lot. Picked up? Burke from police headquarters and actually from the Sentinel. Yeah? You go inside. You and Joe could have an alibi. We'll borrow your car. We? Me and Lefty. Here he is now. Nelson, go on inside and report your car's been stolen. We'll ditch you when we're through. But Lefty, what Come on, you... Gus. Right. What are you going to do? When Desmond saw a cop and a reporter waiting for Tony, he figured things were closing in. We got to unclose them. Let's go, Gus. Just stopped ahead. 
Tilly's getting out now. Drive past and keep going. You ready? I'm ready. Hey, you spunky! Got him. Rick Reeve, the young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, was in his apartment listening to the radio news. The car used by the killers was found abandoned. It had been reported stolen. Police are... Enough of that. Desmond's in the clear again. But, Mr. Britt, are you so sure he is behind murder? The old story, Cato. Desmond and Nelson have alibis. I thought we'd get somewhere when Axford picked up Tony Russo. What do you think about insurance paper? Two other men with that same kind of insurance thought they'd bought an American citizenship. I'll give odds that Russo thought the same thing. But try to prove it. Perhaps, Mr. Britt, Green Hornet get proof where police are helpless. I don't know, Cato. I wonder. It was the following day in Britt Reed's office. Lenore Case was taking dictation when Gunnigan, the city editor, came in. Hey, boss. Mr. Reed is dictating. Look here, Reed. When you send me notes, I wish you'd be more explicit. Oh, what's the matter with it, Gunnigan? Let me read this to you. Desmond, Nelson, Melvin, both barrels. I want to keep the Russo murder on the front page. Are you still convinced that Desmond is selling insurance policies and representing them as citizenship papers? Axford has talked to a number of those foreigners who work for the Melvin Construction Company. Axford? He's suspicious of everyone. Trying to run down that green hornet has got him a little wacky. Nevertheless, Gunnigan... The federal agents checked. They didn't learn anything. A couple of deals like Tony Russo got it make anyone afraid to talk. What about Melvin? Find out how many laborers on his road gang got their jobs through Desmond. Axford's talked to them. So has Lowry. Are those your only legmen? What about Hawks, Martin, Belding, Jenks, Benny? All right, all right, boss. Take your pick. I'll send another man out. Send them all and keep after Desmond and Nelson. Let's worry Melvin and those ward healers. Keep them stirred up and see what happens. Oh, things are so much more peaceful around here when you stick to your nightclubs. Uh, Gunnigan. Huh? Don't hesitate a minute. Anytime you feel in need of a little help, come to me. Oh, <laughs> oh that hurt. <laughs> Gunnigan's been in harness only 40 years. Yeah, a little needling does him good. <laughs> oh, your needle has the proportions of a harpoon. <laughs> Have you really an objective, Mr. Reed? Well, if Desmond and his pals are on the level, they have nothing to worry about. But if they're not, they may try to cover a few back trails. If they do that, they may tip their hand. And if they do tip their hand, what then? Axford will be watching like a hawk. So you've been working on this road for three weeks, huh? Yeah, that's right. Was a pretty swell of Desmond to get you this kind of job. Uh, Desmond, sure. He good friend. Uh, I'll never forget how proud I was when I first got to be a citizen so as I could vote. I suppose you'll be voting at the next election, won't you, Tifa? Hey, vote, you bet. Hey, what are you doing around my work? Get away from here. I don't mean no harm, Mr. Melvin. 
I'm just getting a human interest story for me paper. How do you like the United States? He's good. Now, maybe if you talk to Desmond, he'd arrange for your relatives to come over. You think he'd do that? Yeah. Hey, you! What are you doing there? Daily Sentinel, Mr. Melvin. Just interviewing some of your men. Human interest angle. Well, what's a big idea anyway? Two or three men from your paper come here every day. Just what are you after? News. That's all, Melvin. Just news. I don't give a hang whether Melvin likes it or not. Go on back to that road job and talk some more. These are orders, and they come from Britt Reed himself. But Gunnigan, Melvin said if any more reporters went out there, he'd pop them on the nose. Swell. Take Click and Billy along and tell her to shoot a picture of you getting popped on the nose. tonight's paper. Get a load of this picture of Melvin smashing a reporter. I saw it. And I don't like it, Nelson. What got into Melvin anyway? Do you think his nerves are cracking? If they do, he's likely to make trouble for us. That's what I was thinking, Joe. I'll have to take care of the situation. And, uh, I'll take care of it tonight. Meanwhile, Britt Reed in his apartment saw the picture in the Daily Sentinel. His Filipino valet Cato, the only person who knew that Britt Reed was also the Green Hornet, <laughs> looked up as he heard the young publisher chuckle. Yeah, it took a week and a lot of reporters to get Melvin steamed up to that point. Oh, it's a very good picture. It certainly is, Cato. I'll have to give Hawks a bonus to pay for that sock in the nose. Melvin should be just about ready. Ready for what? We're going to call on him, Cato. As Green Hornet? Yes. Unless I'm mistaken, Melvin is a badly frightened man. I think he'll tell the Green Hornet the things I want to know. We'll call on him tonight. We'll continue our story in just a moment. to continue our story. 
Joe Desmond had decided to silence Andrew Melvin, the contractor. Britt Reed planned to use his role as the Green Hornet to make Melvin talk. He was prepared to go into action as the Green Hornet. We're all set, Cato. You have a mask and weapon? Yes. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in the bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. <coughs> Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming Black Beauty sped into the darkness. Black Beauty was parked in the dark driveway of Melvin's home, while the Green Hornet and Cato entered the building with a special key. Following the beam of a small flashlight, the two made their way through the dark house and reached the conclusion that no one was at home. This must be the study, Cato. A desk over there. Yes. We'll wait right here until Melvin comes in. Well, perhaps it's better I wait near car. Very well. Uh, Just a minute before you go. Hold this flashlight. Oh, Yes. I'm going to put a green hornet seal on his desk. He'll see it as soon as he turns on the light. I'll be over in the corner to watch his reaction. You think he'll talk? He'll talk. There. Now I'll take the light. Oh, there's a large screen over in the corner. Perhaps a good place to wait. Yes. You can go along now, Cato. Better move the car out of the driveway so Melvin won't see it when he comes in. I'm going... Legs extend beyond edge of screen. Move that screen aside. Well, he did? Just a minute. Knifed. He's dead all right. Cato, we're not the only ones that expected Melvin to talk. Someone anticipated this and sealed his lips for keeps. Mr. Britt, police are in outside. And I've left a seal stuck to that desk. Well, if I can get it off. There's very little time. Confounded adhesive. It's too good. Police have stopped in front. I can't waste time here. Fine thing. All I've done by coming here is to take the blame for Melvin's murder. Police at door. Must get away fast. Yes, come on, Cato. Police aren't like postmen. They don't always ring twice. If those police came from headquarters, Axford probably came with them. You see, Axford, I told you my skeleton key would open this door. Oh, come on, Burke, and get this over with. I think that phone call was a phony. You don't think it was Melvin that called? See for yourself. The house is dark. There. Now we can see where we're going. Did it sound like Melvin on the phone? The guy was shouting, so he didn't sound like much of anybody. Well, I guess his office is in back somewhere. Oh, that looks like it right ahead. We'll soon know. Uh, there must be a light switch somewhere near the door. You got it? Uh, yeah, here it is. There's a phone on the desk there. That's probably where... Hey! Holy crow, look there on the floor! Melvin! Sultan snakes! It must have been him that called. I wonder Stand if he... Stand back, Axford. This is police work. Is he dead? Yeah. Dead as a mackerel. I got it all homicide right away. Burke! Wait, wait! Let me hit that phone first. I gotta call me paper. Burke! Look here on the desk. Holy cross, the seal of the Green Hornet. Huh? The Green Hornet? Listen! That's him! I'm just leaving here. 
Whoa, I've got to call me paper. Okay, Axford, okay. I'll get things moving for the next edition. Now, hang on. I'll have you switched over to rewrite. Joe, take Axford on line four. What's up, Gunnigan? Oh, Miss Case, you're still around the office? Someone has to answer Britt Reed's letters. Hello, hello. Give me the composing room. I'm glad you're here, Casey. You can give me a hand. We've got a page one streamer. Melvin's been rubbed out. The contractor? Yeah, just a minute. Larry, we'll have a new banner on the next edition. Hold the first page until you hear from me. Okay, oh, I'm short-handed and the story's big. Oh, you always are short-handed when I come in the city room in the evening. Casey, who do you think killed Melvin? Oh, Desmond, of course. He expected something like this. That's a bad guess. It wasn't Desmond. It was the Green Hornet. <gasps> no fooling. Well, why, I can't believe it. Nor I. I'd have bet my bottom dollar on Desmond and that stooge of his, Pete Nelson. Anyone following us, Cato? No, Mr. Britt. Good. Now for Desmond. Are you sure Desmond is behind Melvin's murder? As sure as I can be of anything, Cato. And I think I know how we can prove it. I'm going to Desmond's social club. His office is on the second floor overlooking the street. You watch the windows for a signal. When you get it, call the police. What shall I tell police? I'll explain on our way to the club. You no way around club? I've got a good idea of the layout from what reporters have brought in. First floor has bowling alleys, card tables, a bar, a lunch counter, and a jukebox. Yes, I don't like the way things are going. Desmond's getting too tough. Not much you can do about it. Nelson, when you play with Joe, you gotta play all the way. What he did to Tony Russo was bad enough, but Melvin. Be a howl about that, believe me. Here comes Logan with the newspaper. Maybe there's something in it. Hey, what's in the paper? Hey, will you see? <laughs> it's hot, Gus. Who do you think got killed a little while ago? Don't try to be cute. In the paper? Yeah, yeah, look, front page. And look who did the killing. <laughs> what's that say? According to the Sentinel, the Green Hornets wanted for the Melvin murder. The Green Hornet? Oh, uh, by the way, Nelson, the boss wants to see you. Joe? Who else? He's up in his second floor office. What does he want to see me for? How do I know? He just telephoned down from there and said for you to go up. You better go, Nelson. You better go. The boss says so. Take it easy. Close the door. You... That man... I said close the door. You're you're the Green Hornet. Right. But Desmond... Where's Desmond? He sent... I'm taking his place. You're likely to squeal too, aren't you, Nelson? What do you mean? Just like Melvin was. No, no. No, not me. I I wouldn't squeal. You bet you won't. Have you seen the papers, Nelson? The papers? Yeah. The Daily Sentinel. I made the headlines a little while ago. Page one headlines. I'm accused of killing Melvin. You are? 
You knew he'd been killed, didn't you? Well, I... Uh... Yeah, he was stabbed. Killed with a knife, and I'm accused of it. But I don't do Desmond's work for him. I didn't knife Melvin, and I didn't shoot Russo. You... You weren't accused of shooting Russo? No. Who did shoot him, Nelson? I... Come on, I... speak up. We both know Joe Desmond ordered Russo shot. He ordered Melvin killed, too. Melvin was scared. It was getting too hot for him. Melvin was afraid some of the men in his employ would tell how they'd bought their United States citizenship and then show a life insurance policy. Now, wait. Listen to me. No, you do the listening, Nelson. What do you want? I want a confession. I want to know who killed Melvin. Why, I can't tell you that. Why not? You know who did it. Speak up. Where is he? What, I... I, If you don't name the killer, Nelson, I'll settle for you. Someone's going to take that rap. It's not going to be me. It... It was... Well, come on. It was who? Two of the boys. What are the names? I was in the clear on that, you hear? I didn't want any part of that. I told Joe so. Skip all that. Name those guys. Gus Blake and Mike Logan. So. What is it? What's the matter? Why are you looking at me like that? You would squeal. No, I tell you... You squealed to me. I wonder what you'd do to the police. What you... You squealed. Joe doesn't like squealers. You'd probably turn him in just as quickly as you did Logan and Gus. No, no. Yes, you would. Did, did Joe send you here to test me? You're quite a singer, Nelson. But what's going on out there? Sounds to me as if the police have come in. The police? It means it's time for me to leave. Pleasant dreams, Nelson. No, no, don't shoot. Take it. This is the office. Hey, look, they're on the floor. It's Nelson. The window's open. Uh, the hornet couldn't be here now. He wouldn't stick around. Look out there. That black car. There he goes. Stop it. Stop it, man. It's the green hornet. Well, now, Gunnigan, if you're all through, maybe you let me go home, huh? After all, I'm not on the night shift. Wait a minute, Case. Wait a minute. Who's calling now? Hello? City desk, Gunnigan speaking. Yeah? Yeah? Holy mackerel! Yes? Yeah, I got it. All right. All right, Axford, I got it. Hey, Joe, get on line four and take Axford. Axford again? The Green Hornet again. Another streamer and another replay for page one. Now what's happened? The cops got a full confession from Nelson. He names Desmond and a couple of trigger men for the Russo and Melvin murders. He told all he knew about Desmond's phony citizenship racket. And according to Axford, he's still talking. Copy, boy! Copy, boy! Golly, Reed, how Nelson sang. Well, where did the police get the tip-off? Some foreign-sounding guy called headquarters and said we should get to Desmond's office on the run. We got there just in time to see the harness drop from the window to the street and take off in that car of his. Where was Desmond? Tied and gagged in the closet. He'd heard Nelson talk to the harness and confess all. That's why Nelson squealed to the cops. You see, he knew Desmond would get him if he didn't tell enough to put the whole gang in jail. He's counting on a light turn for Turner's death evidence. It's a shame the Hornet escaped. Well, me and the cops got Desmond and his gang. <laughs> By golly, I'd call that enough for one night. Up the lunch, Green! Up 
these copyrighted dramas originate in Detroit, and all characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. <laughs>